Wiki tells the story of two unlikely friends, Alphaba and Galinda, or Galinda, Galinda. whose yeah, relationship struggles through their opposing personalities and viewpoints, same love interest, reactions to the wizard's corrupt government, and ultimately Alphaba's corrupt government. Take a shot every time we say corrupt government. And ultimately, Alphaba's fall from grace after becoming an animal oh, activist. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I love Wikipedia. <laughs> after becoming an animal activist. <laughs> I never thought about that in the show. That's so funny. Oh, well, what about the monkeys, though? Um, she's not an animal activist. Yeah, she's, she's not. No, no, no. no. Hello, and welcome to episode 58 of Theater Nerds. I'm your host, Rachel Jones. And I'm your other host, Taylor Reed. Theater Nerds is a podcast about our obsessions with theater, where we will explore all aspects of theater, musicals, and everything in between. This podcast is not set up to be a deep dive into technique or theater history, but we're hopeful that no matter if you're an enthusiast like us, or if you've only seen your coach's production of Dan Yankees Jr., you'll enjoy this podcast. So cue the orchestra and come nerd out with us. In case you guys didn't know, you can find us on all major podcast platforms. That's right. You can also leave us, and you should, a star rating and review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Note for the audio, we're both waving our fingers. Read, rate us, and leave us a review. <laughs> These are Lisa. These are our podcast parent voices. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, to find out more about the Theater Nerd Cult, check us out at theaternerdpod.com or you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Theater Nerd Pod and on Facebook at Theater Nerd Podcast. In today's episode, we're discussing March Musical Madness Round Two. Rachel, here we are. We didn't just talk for a whole hour before this. I know, gosh, oh my goodness. Guys, it's March Musical Madness here, round two. I hope you guys had fun with our round one. Um, Today is actually episode 58 for those (laughs) eagle-eyed people that saw our Instagram. It's not 50, and and the actual episode, we did not have a lost episode with 57 just want to you know nobody dm'd us or anything but <laughs> we could have done an episode on lost yes that would have been it yeah <laughs> lost would be a great musical obviously um <laughs> just like miss saigon <laughs> with the plane so good. um you know yeah. what i found out this week speaking of basketball basketball is someday i'm gonna put this clip of christian borrell saying basketball and maybe it'll be right now basketball okay um <laughs> is uh I found out that LeBron James net worth. I was hanging out with this a little kid at work today. I love it. And this. this little kid, we're for some reason he brought up LeBron James. And I was, and he said, 
LeBron James owns a billion dollars. And I was like, there's no way he has a billion dollars. And then I looked up his net worth. And you know what LeBron James' net worth is? Exactly a billion (laughs) dollars. And I was like, this little kid is a genius. (laughs) He knows. He secretly Googled that before he told you. True, true. And I was just surprised that LeBron James was worth that much. So anyway, that's where we are this week. That's And and you too could be worth that much if you also play musical madness. That's right. That's right. One day... We're not having that. Although, (laughs) you know, I did look at because we on our on our social media, we hashtagged March Musical Madness and we're not the only ones doing Musical Madness, which I thought was funny. I bet Playbill is going to come swoop in with their own. They were also just like regular non people. They they were just like posted a photo of their musical brackets. And I was like, this is fun. I love I support uh, um, also, it. update from last week. Um, since we've recorded in our last episode, my family has reached out to me and invited me to their March Madness bracket, and I have taken up on it. Except there's a buy-in. There's a buy-in, so I was like, "Do I want to oh, be a part no. of this?" So, What's the buy-in, Tay? I think it's like ten dollars. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. Wow. Yeah. But also the week of the, you know, when this releases, uh, before, as of recording this, the Oscars have not happened yet. Yeah. Um, but as of release, you know, congratulations to all the winners. Congratulations Fingers crossed for everything, everywhere, Kwan, all at once. Because we all know yeah. who won. And well, everything everywhere all at once, hopefully yeah. swept. Uh, that's, yeah. you heard it here. And probably other places. I'm hoping for six. I'm hoping for six. That's what, that's, that is. That sounds honest. good. I like yeah. that. Those are good odds. I know, I know. But I digress. Here we are. Here we are. Yes, I know. This, um, I'm excited to, I think this week, Rachel and I were talking about how maybe this week we'll dive a little bit more into the shows. We still have a lot of shows to cover, but I think we may dive into the shows a little bit more each week. And, you know, this is an evolving you know, thing. It's just like theater itself. It's always evolving, and March Musical Madness is just evolving every week before your listening ears. So before your listening ears, that's so that's true. Right. This week we're gonna plan to take 32 musicals and dwindle them down to a 16 musicals, <laughs> and, and make I one actually, giant musical. I'm just yeah, kidding. I make one. Yeah insanely long musical now i thought we also might talk about the plot because i know that we definitely did not talk about any plots last week. no we didn't we rushed into these and um i think maybe we could do a little bit of that and then then we can hopefully pick some winners and have a little you know jingle like "Mm, what's the plot boing like i don't know (laughs) like like sound effects i don't know we'll see we'll see how fun and creative i get in editing dunk the baskets we'll see yeah is the plot plot. a slam dunk oh that's that's it that's it that's it who is who are the like kobe and lebron james of the broadway world i don't know well that's like the broadway divas i guess i don't know that's true that's true good question um, also, before we actually get into it, um, lots of Broadway news. Shucked oh finally goodness. opened. Shucked had its first preview this Her week, preview. and I've seen nothing but amazing reviews. Like, people yeah. were just saying, 
time and time again how the marketing has been so good, which yeah. I agree. And the mar- their marketing team has been uh, marketing teams of other amazing yes, There should be a special Tony Award just for the no, show. I agree. Team. I agree. Yeah. If we're talking about Broadway as a business, then marketing should 100% be a, um, an award yeah. that's received at the Tonys. But they have a popcorn truck at the end of the previews for the first week of previews Amazing. and maybe further people apparently brought canned corn and other kinds of popcorn for the cast, or the corn to the cast design. <laughs> apparently Amazing. there truly are people dressed up in corn costumes, but there's also, I heard that that people are not sharing the plot because it was so meaningful and like so touching. They don't want to talk about the plot in a way that ruins it for other people. Which is mm-hmm. totally giving Bright Star vibes. Yeah. A little of like, well, like, what is the show about? We don't really know, but we're going into it and we'll see what's happening. Um, yeah. So it's I, also giving like thing. Coda vibes, like when, yeah. as far as like the optimism and maybe it's just like something people do need right now. I mean, I think um, that it's definitely, yeah. it probably is a show that's talking about humanity and how we come together yeah. and, and also about what divides us and, you know, drama. Yeah. And there's definitely yeah. a romance uh, yeah. situation that happens. But I also think that it seems from small videos and photos I've seen that the staging is pretty simple in order to amplify the story, which mm-hmm. is giving major Oklahoma revival vibes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't know. I've only heard good things. And then my TikTok has hated on Bad Cinderella left and right. right. Bad Cinderella, not good. I was telling Rachel before we started, like, I have a friend that went and saw it and said it was a, a show. It was a show. <laughs> and, um, yeah, the thing I've said about Shocked is that, I think I've said this to Rachel, it feels to me like the prom of mm, this season. Yeah. Um, so we'll see if it's better or worse we'll than that. see how long it lasts. Yeah. Although I do know, you know, before we started recording, I was watching clips of Camelot of Philip oh, yeah. and that cast. Yeah. Man, I'm so excited for that. That looks and amazing. The, and the cast recording. I hope that's going to be great. Yeah, for no, sure. I'm excited. In New York, New York, New York, you know, I was listening to yeah, a, a, their workshop um, looks good. Yes, or to their... the, the podcast with Knox and Jamie, which we love on this show. And they were talking about how that um you know if you listen to another podcast i guess if you absolutely have to go and listen to that one but um <laughs> no you should for sure do it after you listen after to this you episode. listen to ours yeah yeah, yeah mm-hmm. exactly so they were talking about their like things that are coming in march and one of them said that new york new york is gonna bomb on that it's gonna be lin-manuel miranda's bomb on broadway no. and i hope it's not i hope it like it I looks mean, so good alton ryan's uh, singing yes uh, 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 that's me he, I, he, me listening to him is those voices there's those like vocal. that clip of him walking through the people yes. in the yes. and he like barely opens his mouth but I like know. his voice is so glorious first of all he he's yeah. beautiful and second of yeah. all he's freaking talented and he seems yeah. like such a genuine human mm-hmm. so i'm excited so me too. i'm excited also i feel like there are people and maybe this isn't true but i feel like there are a lot of both within New York, New York, and within Shucked, and within Cinderella, even though, bad Cinderella, even though we know it might be terrible, there are a lot of new faces. Lots of Broadway debuts, yes. Lots of Broadway debuts, but and also, like, people who are are not quite fully, like, 
elevated in the field yet um, mm-hmm. who've done less than three Broadway shows or less than five. Mm-hmm. And for them to be starring in Broadway shows, the majority of the new Broadway shows opening on Broadway is like really an exciting time. So I want to shout that out, even though we might feel differently about plots yeah. and staging and premises. For sure. For sure. Well, it, w- it is an exciting time. Of course, Tony season just right around the corner. And we will have all um, some great content coming for you guys all in Tony season coming your way. But let's get back to March Musical Madness, Musical March Madness, whatever you want to call it. MMM, Triple M is what I like to call it. Triple M. Triple M. Yeah. So we are going to go through these shows. And just like last week, we do have hopefully maybe uh, another Catherine on the line. We'll as see. a as a tiebreaker, it's it, may be it might be the same Catherine. Catherine. It might, it be, might the be the same one. Who knows? I know we got some love from my wife for these. <laughs> for these, I mean, listen, I, I love your name is Catherine. And you're listening, yeah. and we don't know you personally. DM us, and yes. you might have a spot on the show for next. That's week. true. The final, the final two. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, let's go through these. Do we want to start with the 80s or the 2010 and go backwards? Let's start with what the do we 2010s and go backwards? Yeah, let's do it differently. Yeah, evolving. So yeah. um, let me just remind you who the matchups are here, and then we can quickly talk about each musical and their plot, and then we'll and whatever else we want to add, like cast or whatever. That's right. Um, and then we can decide. So in the 2010s, we have the Heathers. Versus Matilda as pair number one. Then we have Newsies versus Book of Mormon as pair number two. And then we have Dogfight versus American Psycho as game number three. Mm. And then as game number four, we have Fun Home versus Hamilton. So this won't be hard at all. (laughs) No, not at all. Not at all. Well, let's start with Heathers. Okay. Um, People, I mean, this, Heathers has made a huge splash on social media in the past year, I feel like. I literally just saw a meme from the Heathers movie today. And um, yeah, still streaming on Roku. That's where it was. Oh, amazing. Yes. I forgot where it was for the musical. Oh, you mean the musical? The musical. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was still talking about the, I was talking about the show, the movie, because it's based on the movie. But also, yeah, the Heather's musical is still streaming for free. You don't even need to sign in. Just watch the Roku.com. Yeah, it's great. We'll put a link for it in our show notes. Um, very, very well, well done. I, there were moments of it I liked more than the off-Broadway cast, and then there are also moments that I love the off-Broadway cast more. So, yeah, um, but it was but so it, well done. So well done, and the audience is super jazzed. Um, Heather's the movie, the original um, 1988 movie, also streaming on Roku as well oh, for Perfect. free. Well, now so, you can go in uh, Amazon Prime. I have never finished the Heather's movie. Wow. Yeah, it was it was pretty slow for me. I need to go back and watch it, but also because I now know the story, because I don't think it really goes away from the original story. It doesn't like it's not very different. Yeah, it's um, it's a wild, it's a wild story. So So how do we how do we sum up the plot? Okay. Yeah, well, it's it's very. I feel like of course people know this as it's Mean Girls before Mean Girls. Mm-hmm. It's a it's about these um, high schoolers, specifically the uh, main character as Veronica Sawyer, 
who is kind of narrating her life and she um, basically tries to make a pact with the Heathers that she she can like forge signatures really well and yeah. so she decides <laughs> to forge make a pact with the three Heathers who are like the the mean popular girls of girls. the school the popular girls of the school the red uh red yellow and green mm-hmm. is their are their colors and um they're all named Heather and um yeah. Heather Chandler Heather McNamara and Heather Duke and um she basically is like i'll forge these uh what are they called permission slips or like hall passes yeah hall passes if you let and me i can be... forge other things correct like yeah checks or whatever yeah, yeah. drug you know prescriptions yeah. and yeah. uh uh I'll, I'll you know i'll do this for you if you let me be a part of your like if you let me sit with you at lunch basically right isn't mm-hmm. that it yeah. yeah like basically approve of me so that i can yeah. not be the worst Bullied. person Right. So they do that. Then, then um, Veronica becomes popular and all, and chaos and ensues. becomes one and, of them. Yeah. And then it turns like there's a lot of darkness in this show, it's too. It's so like, dark because she meets this yeah. guy and he has a lot of darkness in him. And they yeah. start having like a romantic relationship. And like both Veronica and this romantic experience kind of cultivate into mishaps of like there was supposed to be violence but violence was taken too far and unlike mean girls people actually die in this yes they do um like yeah. multiple people um so but some yeah. but you know what i found watching it actually mm-hmm. is that they really are it really is for a laugh like every death is really like but I, the, except yes yeah except that maybe the two sons maybe that's the only one that's not i but. feel like it's just like yeah, it, there's a lot to unpack about the Heather's musical, right, especially right. which we may do the someday on the do. deep dive. Um, but yeah. yeah, it's it's very interesting. I will say this has some of the best songs I think mm-hmm. that you can yeah. sing out of context that True. are <laughs> True. so good. Music by Lawrence O'Keefe and Kevin Murphy. Lyrics by Lawrence O'Keefe, Kevin Murphy. Book by Lawrence O'Keefe and Kevin Murphy. So triple um, hitter there. Triple hitter. Yeah, it opens conversations as it says here about dark issues including bullying, teen suicide, sexual assault, and school violence. Um, yeah. So you know what's and interesting? All the adults are oh, like yeah. negligent, so that feels important. Yes, which is ve- it's very interesting that it's opposing our next musical, yeah. which is also about parents being negligent, which is Matilda. And about bullies. And yes, and like about standing bullies. Standing up for yourself yeah. and finding yourself, and both are yeah. centered around and, women or young and girls. And school. And school. Yeah. They're both really centered in school. Yeah. Um, which is so fascinating. I don't think we need to spend too much time on Matilda because we did do a deep dive on it. If you guys want to yeah, go back listen and listen to it, our episode 44. Oh, okay is uh, you guys should go back and listen to it yes matilda deep dive rachel quickly sum up matilda for those that uh don't know yeah there is a very young girl who's starting basically kindergarten and um her parents don't in the i'm going to sum up the musical version and her parents don't know that she's going to be born anyway she gets born and then she um is not wanted by her parents. Her parents are busy being preoccupied with themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, And she ends up going to this school where there's a terrible, terrible, terrible principal called Miss Trunchbull. And everyone is traumatized by the big bully, who's the principal. True. 
But yeah. she has an amazing teacher called Miss Honey, and that who we love, who we love, and helps Matilda yeah. kind of like see her own potential. So, um, also Matilda is realizing that she might be aware of things like in, intuitive in a way that other people aren't, as well as she's so freaking smart because she's read the entire library before yeah. she school um and so yeah it's a journey about her ex- like continued abilities which end up being magical um in some parts of the musical mm. uh, at the end but also at, like in the same vein it's about miss honey finding her voice to stand up to the, the trunchbull whom everyone like all of the kids end up standing up for her and yeah. or, or toward her um and there's eventually resolution yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely love it um okay she also have gifts of we, telekinesis oh, this yeah. this musical written music and lyrics by tim mentioned book by dennis kelly who we love Based go watch of. the musical movie on netflix it's oh, amazing so I, made, I made the kids at my work watch it and they fell in love with it so it's so good guys yeah so good. <laughs> which one i i to me you know i love both of these shows but i kind yeah. of have a clear-ish winner what, what about oh. you I don't know. I feel like I could be swayed either way. I think for me, I think that the story of Matilda is so beautiful and I really like it. And I really liked it on stage, but I ended up loving the movie version. Yeah. But then the Heathers, I love the music. And it was only recently with the pro shot, the West End pro shot that I was able to see it stage. And I really love it. Yeah. So... I don't know. For me, I do love both. I think as an overall show and uh, like whole package, I think Matilda is a little bit stronger for me. Yeah. The staging of Matilda is also amazing. Yes. The staging. And then also when you add kids into the mix, there's just like this like they little are magical like element. Children. Yeah. 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 It's very magical. So for me, Although it's Matilda. Dead Girl Walking. Such a good song. Oh, so good. Yeah. <laughs> so good. You're right. But. Are we good with Matilda? Yes, Matilda will move forward. We will move Matilda forward. All right, next we have two shows that are crazy, crazy. Uh, Newsies and The Book of Mormon. Um, Yeah, we'll start with Newsies. Um, Of course, the based on the 1992. Wow, I I did not realize it was 92. Christian Bale. Yeah, Christian Bale movie about the uh, and we talked about this on our Disney theatrical productions yes. deep dive ish thing to side dive I think is what we called it episode thirty seven you guys dive. can go back and look at it um, based on the movie which is about these real life newsboy strike in eighteen ninety nine mm-hmm. in New York City um music by alan menken lyrics by jack feldman and a book by harvey firestein harvey that's my that's my heart being i like it it's pretty good um yeah of course we both saw this show one me with jeremy jordan you with um cory cott oh yeah i forgot his name for half a second (laughs) (laughs) it's okay yeah it's okay we both saw carol Lindsay though so yes true that's all that matters. And then you can um, also, is this still streaming on Netflix? The Pro Shop? No, it's streaming on Disney Plus. Oh, that makes sense. It's streaming Baby. on Disney Plus now. <laughs> streaming but on it's Disney streaming. Yeah. You can watch it. With so good. Carol Lindsay also. Yeah. So. Yeah. So good. And then facing off, 
the Book of Mormon, facing the Book of Mormon. Uh, we the also show a major male cast. We really they, yeah, they both are major male. You're right. Yeah, yeah. And like with one female like lead, two... basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In you're each right. of the show, wow. in the newsies, there's Carol Lindsay, and then like the yeah. two people who play the nuns and end up playing the secretaries in yes. the mm-hmm. business scene. And then the Book of Mormon, there's two women yeah. or just one. Well, there's like women in the village, and then there's. They're, but there aren't like that the, many. There's the like chorus, two or three of them. And then there's Nabalingi. The one. But, the yeah. one main woman character. Yeah, the so heart good. of the we show is what we did. Really well. Yeah, we did. Uh, this is a musical comedy, music and lyric, music by Trey Parker, Robert Lopez, Matt Stone, lyrics by Trey Parker, Robert Lopez, Matt Stone, book by <laughs> Trey Parker, Robert Lopez, and Matt Stone. <laughs> Um, follows the story of two missionaries from the Church of Latter-day Saints as they attempt to preach the faith to the inhabitants of a remote Ugandan village. And that goes so well. Yes, it does. But Uh, I would also say it's a journey about themselves. Yes. Like, I think both of these are about finding oneself and the newsies Mm -hmm. is about collective finding and, and the Book of Mormon is about this basically one guy realizing he cannot find himself without the community he's around and all the things that he once believed might not be actually the way that he right. sees and perceives the world because of the outside community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, both really, it's, it's very interesting how they're some, so in some way similar and super ways, similar. So different. <laughs> yeah. Well, the yeah. content is so different, but I think they're, yeah. Rise and Fall is super similar. Mm-hmm. I think it's still a um, a hero's arc. Yeah. And I yeah. think that there is a lot of song choices and types that are very similar. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. What, what Where are you leaning with this? Okay. As much as I think that uh, Book of Mormon is such a quality original show, I do think that um newsies has such a like it's just got some oomph to it that mm-hmm. i don't know how to articulate um outside of that word i yeah. think part of it might also be the component of dancing mm-hmm. so as much as in nostalgia for us for a little bit yeah, for sure but as much as book as much as book of mormon has comedy that's as much as newsies has dancing Mm-hmm. And there's so there's a lot of dancing. There's a lot that goes into just I don't know. I yeah, I think it's maybe nostalgia that's leading me to pick newsies. Yeah, I think I will agree. You know what's crazy is that Book of Mormon obviously still on Broadway, still a big hit, still yeah. touring. Newsies, I'm surprised it's like one of the Disney shows that's not still on Broadway. Like why no. it's so I crazy. I mean, it was such a big I mean, I I think it even got kind of lucky for it to even go to Broadway, which we did kind of talk about. But, um, yeah, yeah, it's just crazy. So, yeah, I I will agree with you. I love Book of Mormon. I think it's, from a musical standpoint, I think it's so well constructed and so well put together. But I think Newsies has a little bit of the edge. And this week, I twice heard The World You Know, The World Will Know in my car and jammed so out to that song so much. I always sing can so loud. really jam. I yeah. will say, with um, uh, younger listening ears, one of these you can really jam out to, and the other yeah. you cannot. So That's much. true. 
And for both of these, we chose the younger, the show that's better for younger listeners, Matilda and Newsy. Who are we? What does that say about us? (laughs) Well, don't worry, because the next two we have to pair up are both adult um, themes. So the next pair we have, like we said before, is uh, Dogfight and American Psycho. Mm, Tell us about those. Okay, well, I'll start with Dog... Well, I'm going to start with American Psycho because it's just easier. It's based off of the movie, um, speaking of Christian Bale, um, who starred in this movie in the 2000s, is that right? And it's set in the late 80s, so we really love the 80s here. Um, It actually didn't come to Broadway until 2016, which is wild. But anyway, um, the plot follows a similar story of the movie, which is this guy who works on Wall Street. His name is Patrick Bateman, who I'm sure you've heard and other references to things Hmm. um anyway right different and he um is basically trying to make sure that he wins this account um you know whatever he's an investment banker and uh he's a little obsessive about vanity things and you find out also maybe his girlfriend evelyn is also maybe obsessed about those things Hmm. all this to say they end up having a party and a little bit of chaos ensues from the party and then you find out essentially that um patrick is having an affair with one of his friends girlfriends Mm. um and um maybe at the party that's when patrick kills his first person who's a homeless man and then you find out that he is having an affair with with his best friend's girlfriend anyway all this to say uh eventually patrick has this kind of taste for killing people mm-hmm. um yeah. and he and he kind of starts basically grooming people to die it might be sweeney todd i don't know but all this it. comes to a head when patrick can no longer take the fact that he's killed all these people and so he confesses eventually to a police uh, to a detective he like leaves a voicemail to this detective and then he sees the detective later in the week at a bar randomly and he's like why didn't you turn me in and the detective is like none of this is true i just had dinner with owen last week the guy who he killed the first guy well one of the first people he killed like gruesomely and you come to find out that patrick goes back to the apartment where he was putting all of the dead bodies and absolutely nothing is in there Whoa, I didn't know any, because I've never seen the movie. Yeah, absolutely nothing is in there. You're like, what the actual heck? And then he ends up marrying Evelyn, the girl he was dating, Mm -hmm. who he wasn't really in love with, who he was not having the, who he was having the affair during his relationship. And the last part of the scene, you realize that like he's stuck in his perpetual hell forever, which is not being recognized because he wanted to be recognized as a killer or he wanted right. to be recognized originally as a banker and neither is happening. But it's kind Love of it. like, did all this happen in his brain? I don't know. Anyway, mm. that's the musical. It's um, mm. quite a time. Um, music and lyrics by Duncan Cheek, who we will know. Mm-hmm. And a book by Roberto Aguera Sakaska. Um, who people will know is the showrunner of Riverdale. And- Glee. Yeah, worked on Glee and the new Pretty Little Liars, which are and heard the Chilling well. Adventures of Sabrina. Yes, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Very, very prolific currently. And also, did you know the original London production starred Matt Smith, 
No, no, of course. No, no, no. Wait, have I not told you this is how I found out no. about this show? No, yes, Dr. Yes. Who? Okay. Yeah. Uh, how I found out about this show is because uh, I love Jonathan Bailey. And right. I, but pre-Bridgerton, everyone, I would like the record to reflect. Um, but I was listening in the pandemic to a different musical every week at the start mm-hmm. of the pandemic mm-hmm. uh, on all of my walks. So every walk that week, I would listen to the same musical so that I could like really just think about it, which is quite right. an interesting experience. And one of the suggested ones came up as this. And I was like, what the heck? Jonathan Bailey's been in a musical that has a, has a like, has a soundtrack and it's right. American Psycho. And I, then I realized the main guy is Doctor Who. Not yeah, yeah, crazy. Doctor yeah. Who, The Crown, House of the Dragon. He's everywhere. Yeah. So that is American Psycho. Love it. Do you want to talk about Dogfight? Yeah, I'll talk. So Dogfight, um, is a musical now, <laughs> based on the 1991 film of the same name. It is about. Um, soldiers during let me make sure uh, 1967 right before they go off to fight in Vietnam are on a one night yeah one night like night before they leave like yeah. spree I guess I don't on know. the town vibes yeah on yeah. the town and they all they basically do this thing called a dogfight where they all put their money into a pot and basically whoever brings the ugliest they quote you know they they yeah. their definition of ugliest woman to the party wins all the money which sounds very disgusting and horrible which i'm sure did, I, I believe did happen back then yeah. it's very true um and yeah you know, uh, the main character, Eddie Birdlace, meets this girl named Rose Fenny, and uh, Derek Klenna meets uh, Rose, uh, Eddie meets Rose Lindsay Mendez. Incredible. Um, and then they, uh, yeah, eventually, <laughs> eventually fall in love and um, lots of, and, and he also comes, you know, there's a lot of other stuff in it. Yeah, because it's incredible. he takes her to the party. Yeah. Uh, music and lyrics by Ben Spasek and Justin Paul. Book by Peter Dukin, Dutchin, Dukan, however you say it. I hope I get it right, Mr. Peter. Um, this show is so incredible. I've watched it so probably incredible. three times on a bootleg. I love this show. It only ran off Broadway and uh, many, many other places off West End, Sydney, Netherlands, Germany, Austria, Norway. It's played yeah. everywhere, but not Broadway. But not Broadway. <laughs> but the cast recording so is so good. Yeah. Yeah. And the, so- the songs are just beautiful. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely pre, you know, ben, um, Pasek and Paul, Evan Hansen, but you can hear glimpses of Evan in this score and, and vice versa. You can hear yeah. dogfight in Evan Hansen, which is so funny. I um, think what's interesting about dogfight is um, like, I would put American psycho with the Heathers in the sense of, although the Heathers is maybe more play for laughs, American psycho is like, just like a terror show mm-hmm. a musical, but it's also good, but it's a suspense. It's Sweeney Todd essentially, but not right. maybe not as lyrically creative. No, right. No diss to Duncan. But I think that um, dogfight is. I lost my train of thought about it. Oh, oh, oh! It's such a special show. I was gonna say it reminds me of the last five years because it handles like this complicated dynamic of relationships, fighting 
against what people's expectations, our own expectations, mm -hmm. the original premise of what we think is going to happen happens, but it doesn't happen in the way that we think it's going to happen. Right. Um, yeah. And it's just, it's, it also has such amazing, amazing music. I mean, also yeah. I think Lindsay being the, being Rose in this recording, yeah. I can't imagine other people being Rose. Yeah. Or Derek, Cl I mean, really, Derek, well, yeah, Derek is incredible. I think yeah. if it had gone to Broadway, Lindsay would have won a Tony for this performance and I agree. deserved. So for me, it's yeah. Dogfight over American yeah. Psycho. Let the record yeah. reflect that Taylor has already copied Dogfight as if I yeah. also had already agreed. Uh, yeah, I already knew you were going <laughs> to agree. I did. So. I did. Although I everyone should go, oh, everyone should go and listen to American Psycho because um, it's wild yeah. and also Jonathan Bailey, the heartthrob. Soon to love. be Fiero. Fiero himself. Yeah. Fiero! Okay. Let's move on to our final two, which I think How we are. How are we going to do gonna... all of these? I don't know. I don't know. That's what I was thinking. We need to go faster. Well, we will go faster. Okay. It's okay. Edit. I will edit. Um, okay. Of course, our final two, Fun Home versus Hamilton. Fun Home, the 2006 graphic memoir based on the 2006 graph graphic memoir of the same name by Alison Bechtel, the music written by Janine Tesori, lyrics and book by Lisa Cron. Um, this musical, you've seen this show, right? Yeah. Like mm -hmm. live. Yeah, you saw it on mm -hmm. Broadway. That's what I thought. No, not on Broadway. On off-Broadway, like mm -hmm. in like regional whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I've seen two regional productions of it. Love it. Story concerns Bechtel's discovery of her own sexuality, her relationships with her closeted gay father, and her attempts to unlock the mysteries surrounding his life. Um, it is the first Broadway musical with a lesbian protagonist, which is kind of crazy. Insane. Read crazy. again when it came to Broadway. Oh, I didn't say that. You're right. Uh, in 2015. Right. <laughs> Everyone, yeah. big pause. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, and then, of course, up next, the... Uh, Do we need to recap what Hamilton Revolutionary is? musical Alexander Hamilton, based on the life of Alexander Hamilton. Music, book, and lyrics written by Lin-Manuel Miranda. I don't even have the Wikipedia page up because I already know this already. Of course, so it awesome. tells the life and times and story of Alexander Hamilton. <sighs> okay. I mean, I think this is going to be a, this, this is hard. This is difficult. Yeah. I'm resistant to choose Hamilton, even yeah, though yeah. I, they probably yeah. would win. Yeah. It's really hard because these two shows are very different. They're I mean, so one's, different. One's like an intimate look at a family and a, yeah. and a woman and um, her life and her, tra the tragedy that happened to her and her trauma. And the other one's just like an epic, huge, Literally. like, an epic. yeah. Yeah, revolutionary story about the yeah. founding of the country, basically, and the man that helped found it. I mean, well, again, I have more stake <laughs> in Hamilton. I have more, like, that's my heart. And also, listen, Hamilton doesn't have to go to the final round. It really if doesn't. Hamilton makes it all the way to the end, yeah. I'm be upset. I'm but totally I think fine that with that. Right. But because even if we put Hamilton, it's going up against Dogfight, and that's, like, super hard. So... Yeah. I think a fun home dog fight's easier to go, but I think it's it'll be fun. Sometimes you also have to think about like what two are going to go drama. up against each other. Yeah, the drama. Yeah. And I think right, Hamilton dog Hamilton fight solely because okay. doo 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 is like everywhere in my brain. Yeah, it is. Yeah, 
and Lynn posted that picture today with Renee Elise Goldsberry, and he was like, <laughs> "Not social media yeah. influencing so our choices." It's so good. It's so good. Okay, we're going to the arts, baby. Yeah. I have to. We gonna, have to be faster because I know we, we are do. going we do. to lose our minds and lose the audience. I know. Okay, so we do have Little Women versus Avenue Q. Little Women, of course, based on the. Uh, novel by Louise May Alcott of the same name, music by Jason Howland, lyrics by Mindy Dicken, Dick, Dickenstein, Dickstein, I think that's how you say it, and a book by Alan Nee. It uh, centers around, of course, the March sisters, mainly Joe, March, Amy, Meg, and Beth, and all about their lives and um joe's writing career and all of it i mean who doesn't know this story yeah go watch the the 2019 film it's incredible yeah timothy yes and then Uh. avenue q is our next contender another robert lopez musical um it's a musical Mm -hmm. comedy that came out in 2003 featuring never went to broadway by the way yeah so Featuring puppets and human actors, you know, it actually does have human characters, but also, you know, puppets, puppets that are that you see the human sweats, which I think was kind of re- revolutionary. Like it's so you, random, yeah, yeah it's, it's so, so crazy. weird. Yeah, uh, music by Robert Lopez and Jeff Marks, lyrics by Lopez and Marks, and a book by Jeff Witty. He's so witty. He wrote Avenue Q. Um, <laughs> and the, the storyline yeah. is so weird, but Shows, essentially. Go yeah. ahead. You go. Show's format is a parody of Sesame Street, but it yeah. its content involves adult-oriented themes. Um, it's like been praised sex, for its a, racism, yeah. racism, sex, misogyny. internet pornography, yeah, misogyny, uh, all good. All Florida. Good <laughs> yeah. Did you know Rob McClure played in the first national tour of this? Did he play Princeton? Princeton and Rod, yeah. yeah. I would have what? loved to see that. I did not know that until like literally today. That's crazy. Yeah, amazing. Okay, wow. anyway, sorry. Uh, I choose Little Women. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. We we all know. We, I mean, the music from Little Women. I like Avenue Q a lot, but again, as an overall show, as an overall story, I think Little. I just Women feel like it changed so much about yeah. musical theater. What, Avenue Q? Yeah. Yeah, it did. That's true. I mean, it did beat Wicked, <laughs> which is insane. Oh my God. No, it beat the producers. No, it beat Wicked. No, no, oh. no. I mean, I mean oh. at the Tonys. I'm sorry. sorry. I'm sorry. At the Tony <laughs> Awards, Avenue Q More beat Wicked context. that year. Yeah, one of the most um, controversial Tony Awards. I'm fine with either one, so you can make the deciding factor. Well, I'm going to go with Little Women. I mean, you ch- you chose the right choice. Uh, next no, no, listen, week, I'm going to cry my eyes out. That, that's All I want is a Little Women version with puppets. With I mean, <laughs> two puppets. <laughs> women. Yeah. I want the original. I want the original. I want the 2019 version of Little Women actors. I want that entire cast to play the musical version of Little Women. I'm That's down. what I want. I'm That's so actually down. what I want. Laura Dern so as Marmy in the no, show. No, Laura yeah. Dern would say. Uh, wow. Wow. 13. Next, we have 13. 
Um, so 13, the musical Facing Off, Legally Blonde, the musical Legally Blonde. Um, 13, the musical written by music by Jason Robert Brown, lyrics by Jason Robert Brown, a book by J- Dan Ellis and Robert Horn. The musical follows a 13-year-old Evan Goldman moving from New York City to small-town Indiana as he grapples with his parents' divorce, preparing for his impending bar mitzvah, and navigates the complicated social circles of his new school. I think that's a pretty good synopsis. (laughs) That was very good. Good, good good job sometimes they're bad sometimes the synopsis synopses are bad yeah and then the legally blonde of course based on the 2001 film of the same name this musical premiered in 2007 with a with music by neil benjamin and lauren lawrence o'keefe uh lyrics by neil benjamin and o'keefe and a and and a book by heather hatch um, of course, this musical tells the story of Elle Woods, a sorority go- girl who enrolls at Harvard Law School to win to back her ex Warner. Warner to win back her ex boyfriend Warner. She discovers how her knowledge of the law can help others, and she successfully defends exercise queen Brooke Wyndham. Spoiler in a murder yeah. trial throughout the show. Very few characters have faith in Elle, but she manages to surprise them when she defends defies expectations while staying true to herself lol that was a lot (laughs) i know it was a lot which one i it's so hard because i love both these are also so similar of like a a person on a self-discovery journey and Mm -hmm. there's many people and there's lots of good songs and it's also like jazz hands and sad times and jazz hands and sad times also there's no jazz hands in Mm -hmm. either of these shows but you know what i mean lots of working out I'm not sure if 13 has working out, but yes. You're right. Lots of lots of bops. Both of them. Yeah, have lots bops. of bops. Lots of big ensemble yeah. numbers. That's true. Oh, so uh, cute. I'm going with 13 the musical. I was gonna <laughs> say I'm going with legally blonde. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no, we're man. doing really well. Okay, good. So I'll wait for Kate yeah, to respond we to could. me. No, we can go with the it's okay, it's okay. I'll concede. You're going to concede you, even though you went I would with Hamilton. I'll go with 13. Before. Okay. Yeah, we're good. All right. Next, we have, of course, Wicked. <laughs> green versus green. Green versus green. The two green. I would love to see a actual phase off of these. Stories. I would love to see a, a riff off. between. It's like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It's like um, it's perfect riff off between. Yes, and Shrek and, and Alphaba. Yeah. Of course, Wicked, the 2003 musical based on the 1995 uh, novel, Wicked, the Life and Times of the Wicked Witch of the West, which is also based on the uh, 1900 novel, The Wonderful Witch of Oz, which is also based on the 1939 film adaptation, The Wizard of Oz. Wow. This is not Inception. This is Wizard of Oz Inception. Um, yeah this is of course music and lyrics by steven schwartz and a book by winnie holtzman holtzman who is also doing the screenplay for the movie which i'm really excited about that she to do that that they didn't get a new screenwriter um the show is told of who doesn't know this plot i don't know the show is told from the perspective and focuses on the witches of the land of oz wicked tells the story of two unlikely friends alphaba and galinda or galinda galinda 
whose yeah, relationship struggles through their opposing personalities and viewpoints, same love interest, reactions to the wizard's corrupt government, and ultimately out Corrupt government? Take a shot every time we say corrupt government. And ultimately, Alphaba's fall from grace after becoming an animal oh, activist. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> I love Wikipedia. <laughs> after becoming an animal activist. I never thought about that in the show. That's so funny. Oh, well, what about the monkeys, though? Uh, she's not an animal activist. Yeah, she's, she's not. No, no, no. Okay, facing not. off the, uh, <laughs> the other green ogre. Um, the 2008 Broadway musical uh, based on the 2001 DreamWorks animation film Shrek, along with elements of its sequel, Shrek 2 and Shrek Forever After, apparently. Oh, and William Steig's 1900 me. book, Shrek, with an exclamation point. Um, music by Janine Tesori, lyrics and book by David Lindsay, a bear. This musical tells the story of i don't think yeah. they do that's there's an knows. ogre he lives by himself yeah. he ends up having to do stuff also corrupt government journey True. journey heroes arc fallen also love, dwarf journey. also gingerbread man also donkey yeah. yeah um this is streaming on netflix right now uh go watch the, it the it's pro wonderful shot. the pro yes. shot yes. of the musical everyone should of watch the musical. it and of course we all know wicked's movie will be coming in 30 years all right <laughs> um which green person are you voting for honestly this shouldn't be as hard as it is i know <laughs> but i'm i'm going to pick wicked but yeah. i will say yeah. shrek really has you a know, lot of great. It stuff has in a it. place in my heart, and yeah. I love that musical. Yeah. And yeah. also, Taylor and I, fun fact, we're in a sh- we're in a theater uh, class together where we did Shrek. That's school. like where so we that's met. Part of no, we met before that, but yeah, yes, for we sure. did. Yeah, it's like our it's a part of our origin story. It's a part of our friendship origin yeah. origin story. Can I speak yeah. anymore? Also, side note, Wicked was one of those shows that like. All the Christian homeschool moms were like, "Ew, I'm not gonna take my daughter to go see a show called Wicked. Why? It sounds like it's of the devil, and now like everyone loves it. It's like yes, because it's about yeah. friendship. Yeah, exactly. It's about and female one's friendship. Own self. Yeah. And Shrek is also about friendship. If you think about it, donkey. It is and true. Shrek. I do it's love truly, donkey. Donkey. Shrek is really about donkey and Shrek. It's not about Shrek and Fiona. It's true. All right, our next two musicals, as Miss Darvis would say. Yes. Yeah. Are Tick, Tick, Boom and Next to Normal. Tick, Tick, Boom is the musical that uh, was produced off-Broadway in 2001. It is music, lyrics, and book by Jonathan Larson. Tells the story of an inspiring composer named John who lives in the mm-hmm. 19, in mm. 1990. Hmm. Wonder sounds, who that is. Yeah. John is worried he has made the wrong career choice to be part of the performing arts. The story is semi-autobiographical, and by that we mean it's just Definitely basically Jonathan Larson's life as stated by larson's father in the linear notes of the cast recording um larson had been trying to establish himself in the theater since the early 1980s this show was never fully produced on broadway but of course was fully realized in the 20 
2021 film. I was trying to think of what year it came out. Mm -hmm. 2021 film directed by Lin-Manuel Miranda starring Andrew Garfield streaming on Netflix right now. It's incredible. And right after the show, you should watch it. I don't care if you're at work. Get in trouble. It's fine. It's so good. True. Yes, just watch it. We <laughs> talked about it on uh, episode seven, which was so oh. long ago. Now, which was our 2021 movie musicals ranking. Spoiler alert: we ranked it number one. So <laughs> <laughs> it's a great movie. This goes yeah. up against the 2008 American mm. rock musical Next to Normal. We've also yeah. talked about this on our Next to Normal deep dive, which was episode 40 was our deep dive episode into Next to Normal. This is music by Tom Kitt, lyrics by Brian Yorkie, and book by Brian Yorkie. The story centers on a mother who struggles with worsening bipolar depression and the effects that managing her illness has on her family. The musical addresses grief, depression, suicide, drug abuse, ethics in modern psychiatry, and the underbelly of suburban life. Oh, the underbelly of suburban life. I hope no one calls me the underbelly of anything. (laughs) Um, two very different shows, but also yeah. somewhat similar. They're both kind of small. They're both They're like both very intimate. Like, yeah, I would say like uh, quirky is the wrong word, but not yeah. classic Broadway. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love Tick Tick Boom. I really, really love the mu- the movie musical version. Yeah. Obviously, really painted a really good picture for me. But I yeah. next to normal. That's my yeah. I know it's like the answer it's it'll always be I mean listen we did Spring Awakening next to normal last week and that also was maybe one of the hardest decisions that was hard That was so um but this is a little bit of an easier one so sometimes we have hard decisions like Little Women and Avenue Q apparently but other times we have um (laughs) which both amazing shows but amazing yes okay do we want to go ahead and jump to the 90s yeah, let's do it. Because we're cooking We're me. cooking. I know. All right. So speaking of Jonathan Larson, we have uh, Rent, the musical, versus Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yes. Which is not the original. <laughs> what did we call it? Wait, wait, wait. Let me. Let me. Yes. Der Glockner von Notre Dame. That musical. <laughs> I had to cheat. Listen. Yeah. I had to cheat a little. I know. It's okay. It's okay. Um, We have talked at length about Rent, I feel like. If you don't know the story, you weren't listening. I know. Of course, music, book, and lyrics written by Jonathan Larson based on La B.O.M. The opera. The opera. uh, Tells the story of a group of improvised young artists struggling to survive and creating a life in lower Manhattan's East Village in the thriving days of Bohemian alphabet city under the shadow of the AIDS epidemic yeah and then Hunchback of Notre Dame based on the 1831 novel of the same name and the 1996 Walt Disney Animation Studios musical film yeah yeah this version specifically music by Alan Menken lyrics by Stephen Schwartz book by James Lapine Mm. Not the other version, but this version specifically was James Lapine, which I think is so fascinating. So you that know is. what's difficult about this is that we Rachel and I both it. saw 
the actual Hunchback of Notre Dame in 2014, which booked by Peter Parnell, not James Lapine. And was good. It was good, yeah. It's so good. Um, we could not believe it did not go to Broadway. Yeah, apparently. Which is this, how we're going to feel if uh, the current thing at uh, Playhouse. Yeah. Paper, True. Per, what? Paper Mill True. Playhouse doesn't go. Yeah. Apparently this show, though, in Berlin ran for three years, becoming one of Amazing. Berlin's long, longest running musicals. Just saying. So I, as far as music goes, I have a affinity for Hunchback of Notre Dame mm. more than Ren. I mean, there are some great songs in Ren, like Seasons of yeah. Love and Take Me or Leave Me. And... I feel like the style of of storytelling that Ren has is just wild. But I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I could be good. I could be good either way. I say we go Hunchback. We, we, right. we, we, we do a underdog. Underdog, underdog story. Underdog. Or I guess we have to put the German Der Glockner von Notre Dame, right? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put that in there. People aren't gonna know what that is. <laughs> we will know. Uh, true. Okay, That's our next two bracket. shows. The one that my wife chose over me, Parade. And um we have Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast, which is wild. Wild that these two shows are up against each other. Um, Beauty and the Beast, of course. I don't know if we have to go over it because everyone knows. Of course, Disney Stage Musical, uh, music by Alan Menken, lyrics by Howard Ashman and Tim Rice, and book by Linda Wolverton. This is based mm-hmm. on the 1991 animated musical film of the same name, which is turned, which had turned had been based on the classic fairy tale by Jean-Marie Le Prince de Beaumont. Why do you say need, that like, three times fast? Why do you need like six names? I don't understand. Probably because there wasn't, that was how they told where you were from. They didn't have an address. It was just like your last name. I don't know. <laughs> wow. That'd be hilarious. Uh, it's of like what's your need... Instagram handle, but it's your last name. Yeah. Yeah. True. I'm going to change my Instagram handle to this Jean-Marie Le Prince de Beaumont. Um, Beauty and the Beast tells the story of an unkind prince who has been magically transformed into an unsightly creature as a punishment for his selfish ways to revert into his true human form. The Beast must learn to love a bright, beautiful young lady. I love how specifically it says he has to love a woman who has been oh. imprisoned huh? in his enchanted castle before <laughs> too late. And Once this again, is, is this problem? Home. Yeah, is this problematic? Yeah. Is this... Yeah. Phantom of the Opera, but Disneyfied. Disney. Yo, we did not talk about that in our Disney episode. Did we? <laughs> I don't think we I did. I don't think so. But yeah. I was thinking about that this week when I when people were saying that some. Well, I was on TikTok, which is a terrible place to be because the algorithm wow. is so good. But they were talking about you know people who said that Phantom is problematic, and I'm and then right. I was thinking like, well, lots of Disney shows are problematic, like Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, it's so good though. I like beating the beast more. I like beating the beast more than Phantom. Come at me. I don't okay. care. Yeah. Fair, whatever. Yeah. But also, I saw I... this article. I think it was New York Times who did an article on all the pit players in Phantom, and some of them have been playing in the pit since its original. Isn't that insane? I know. I know. We'll put in we our show a link notes to the below. show notes because yeah, it was so such good. a good article. I'm glad you saw that. So good. So good. Um, Parade, of course, uh, is a musical. Uh, written by Jason Robert Brown, lyrics by Jason Robert Brown, and book by Alfred Urey. The musical centers on a dramatization of the 1913 trial and imprin- print, print, 
I can't say this word imprisonment and spoiler 1915 lynching of Jewish American Leo Frank in Georgia. It is a very dark show. The reason why he is being imprisoned is because he is accused of raping and murdering a young girl who works in his factory. And Leo Frank is the manager of the factory. This is a true story. This did happen. Mm -hmm. It is very tragic. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Are you leaning towards parade? I I mean, uh, we could just talk about, you know, anti-Semitism and, you yeah. know, we could talk about all of that. I mean, yeah, it's hard because Beauty and the Beast was the first Disney show on Broadway. Right, right. Yeah. It created the runway for Disney on Broadway. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, what's funny is that if if, if it was Rent... Versus Parade and Hunchback. I think I would have chosen Beauty and the Beast versus Hun- over Hunchback. Yeah. But, may well, I maybe would have chosen Parade over Rent. But I think we have to go Parade here because it has such... It's it's also so current in the so fact timely. that it's back on Broadway. Currently. Yeah, it's very, yeah, unfortunately current. So, yeah. all right. Our next two musicals are Falsettos. And Hedwig and the Angry Inch. So, falsettos, we have... (laughs) Is that right? Yeah, I'm just cracking up at these two together. I know. I myself am stressed. I know. Falsettos is a sung through musical, book, lyrics, and music. William Finn and book by William Finn and James Lapine. James Lapine, again, writer of the Berlin Hunchback Emotional. (laughs) Key yeah. factors here. I know the the musical consists of actually two shows that William Finn had written previously, March of the Falsettos and Falsetto Land. Love it. Merging them together into one show called Falsettos. The story centers on Marvin, who has left his wife to Marvin. be with love it to be with his male lover, lover wizard and struggles to keep his family together much of the first act explores the impact his relationship with wizard has on his family the second act explores family dynamics that evolve as he and his wife plan his son's bar mitzvah central to the musical are the themes of Which jewish so identity gender roles gay life in the 70s and 80s and it also deals with the topic of the AIDS, AIDS. epidemic yeah, yeah. Such an incredible show. One of my favorite shows. I found this when they did the 2016 Broadway revival. I did not know of it before. Wonderful, wonderful show. Our next one is... Can you watch the pro shot somewhere? I think you can on Broadway HD, I believe. Yep, or you can get a free trial with your Prime membership. Love it. For Broadway HD, so you can watch it that way. Yay. It's so good. So good. So good. good. Would recommend that seven-day trial. True. We always love a free trial. Mm -hmm. Mm All right. Hedwig and the Angry Inch is a rock musical, music and lyrics by Stephen Trask, book by John Cameron Mitchell. The musical follows Hedwig Robinson, a queer, uh, genderqueer East German singer of a fictional rock and roll band. And the story draws on Mitchell's life as a, 
uh, the child of a U.S. Army Major General who once commanded the U.S. sector of occupied West Berlin. The character of Hedwig was inspired by a German divorced U.S. Army wife who was Mitchell's family babysitter and moonlighted as a prostitute at her trailer park home in Junction City, Kansas. The music steeped in the androgynous 1970s glam rock style of David Bowie, as well as the work of John Lennon and early punk performances as well. And I would say that both of these, and and so Hedwig and the Angry Inch only has two cast members and Mm -hmm. Falsettos has five? Correct. Four? Five? Oh, I think six. six. I think six. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, I just I find them both very similar in the idea that they explore themes about gender identity and role, gender mm-hmm. roles. Mm-hmm. Um, and seven, Hedwig by the way, the- Falsetto says seven. Oh, they have seven. Oh uh, well. But Hedwig and the Angry Inch are also performed. The main character is performed by a man who's portraying a woman who's genderqueer. Mm in the story right. and the what the husband is played oftentimes as a woman right. um and so it like within the play its inception of gender uh, identity and gender norms um it's very very interesting um i also cheated for this one because it technically came to broadway in the early in the 2010s but it was originally yeah. created in the 90s so there we go yeah um that's right I, this is hard, but I love the music of falsettos and I love the staging um, of falsettos. Although I think Hedwig and the Angry Inch is a powerful show. I think I agree. Falsettos edges out for me on this. I also don't know Hedwig as well, um, but falsettos is, I think, to be honest, I think falsettos is so underrated. Yeah. And I think, um, yeah, should be in more conversations. So I'm gladly we that we are sending it on um, to our top 16. 16 what's it called? Sweet, Sweet 16. We did two different songs. Okay. Yeah, you know. All right, guys. We're almost there. We're almost to the end, except not really. (laughs) These Uh, people are like, I'm holding on for dear life. I know. We're so sorry. Next time there will only be 16 to choose from. That's right. And we won't have to go through the plot. The the plots. That's right. Guys, we're we're you know what? Edit. It's 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 editing. Okay. Assassins. Versus yeah. Songs for a New World. That's right. So, Songs for a New World, music and lyrics written by Jason Robert Brown. This show was Jason Robert Brown's first, first produced show. show. Um, he and the director put together songs he had written for other venues and events, resulting in neither a musical play or a review. It is closer to a theatrical song cycle, a very theatrical song cycle. Uh, let's see. Essentially, they explore themes yeah. of like new moments and and life. There's a song that's about Santa Claus, which is my favorite. But yeah, like each of the characters who are in it are not the characters who like go throughout the show. It's just they sing one song, mm-hmm. um, and the actors play multiple characters. Uh, and it's about moments or snap pieces of life, decision making or newness. Yeah, throughout history. Jason Robert Brown says it's, quote, about one moment. It's about hitting the wall and having to make a choice or just take a stand or turn around and go back. 
It's not it. one moment. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So, yeah. Assassins is On the, the other hand. uh yes originally off Broadway uh, these were both off Broadway but 1990 Stephen Sondheim music and lyrics musical book by John Weedman this musical uh, using the frame framing device of an all American yet sinister carnival game the semi review portrays a group of historical fig- figures who attempted successfully or not to assassinate presidents of the United States and explores what their presence in American history says about the ideals of their country mm. Mm. So good. Both One small of, casts, by the way. Yes, both both very small. Songs for a New World, smaller, but I'd say Assassins probably has like 14 cast members. I think yeah. Songs for a New World has like six or eight or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, maybe Assassins, one of Sondheim's best that isn't yeah. like, like it's an underrated Sondheim. Mm-hmm. Um, underappreciated and songs for a new world. Maybe you know it's it's Jason Robert Brown's. You know, I think it's his underappreciated. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's such an interesting way to do a musical, and yeah. people ha- will say it's not a musical, and that's what happens. Right. Um, I'm going even though I know I chose both of these, and I love the songs for a new world. I'm moving forward with Assassins. I too also agree. Then Assassins takes the cake when that uh, when that new uh, production cast oh. recording came out. I just tore through that. Weeping. So love it. It's so good. Love Speaking it. of Ethan Slater, Bach. Love it. All right, so let's move on to the eighties, baby, and then we're done for the eighties. So we have Into the Woods, which we all love, and Meet Me in Saint Louis. Uh, some of these are so unequally paired i think they're hilarious hey listen that happens in a march madness sometimes you get it's true it's true yeah. yeah okay meet me in saint louis is a 1989 musical based on the 1944 film of the same name it is music by hugh martin and ralph blaine lyrics by martin and blaine and a book by hugh wheeler the musical centers around a family living in uh, Missouri, uh, St. Louis, Missouri, on the eve of the 1904 World's Fair. That is the only synopsis I get. And you're right, Wikipedia doesn't get it right every time. But yeah. um, the the show focus is not primarily on the character of Esther as the film is. So there's mm-hmm. many different um, viewpoints. I saw this show in college. My college oh, did this show. I know that. And oh. someone from our theater group played Esther. That's exciting. I've never seen a production of Mimi in St. Louis than yeah. the, mus- the movie. It was super fun. Fun fact the Broadway production also included Tony winner Rachel Bay Jones in the ensemble. And oh! it was her Broadway debut. Does no! that make you want to pick it now? <laughs> That's so cute. Yeah. Well, it doesn't make me want to pick it. Yeah, it yeah. does enjoy. I know. Make, it does make me feel more akin to this show. Yeah, yeah, right. Because that's Rachel your name Ray as well. Jones. I know. I know. I know. Right. We have our own Rachel Jones on the I show. I might also be a Tony winner. Yeah. Um. <laughs> of course, our next show is the 1987 musical in which Rachel and I will be seeing very soon. Ah. 
Into the Woods, music and lyrics by Stephen Sondheim, book by the original Hunchback of Notre Dame book writer James Lapine, of course. Um, (laughs) James Lapine just be everywhere around here. Be everywhere. Musical intertwines the plots of several Brothers Grimm's fairy tales, exploring the consequences of the characters' wishes and quests. Of course, we deep dove this show. On our episode 29, we deep dove Into the Woods, which you guys should go back and listen to this to me i do love meet me in st louis but you cannot it it like yeah, you said see, it's not an it's even match yeah it's yeah. definitely not an even like, match you, yeah you cannot be into the woods so that's gotta go on yeah love it Alrighty. our next two are some fun fun shows 42nd street <laughs> and lacage a fall 42nd Street, of course, is a 1980 stage musical with music by Harry Warren, lyrics by Al Dubin, Johnny Mercer, and a book by Michael Stewart and Mark Bramble, based on the 1932 novel by Bradford Ropes and the 1933 Hollywood film adaptation as well. Have you seen that movie? I have not seen that movie. Me either. Interesting. Mm, maybe we'll oh. do it on a Lola Bland. Yeah. Mm. The oh. show follows the rehearsal process of a Broadway show being put on during the height of the Great Depression. The mm. show is a jukebox musical in that the addition to songs from the 1933 film, it includes songs that Dubin and Warren wrote for many other films, including Gold Diggers of 1993, which, what is that movie? I want to see that. Nah, Roman Scandals, Gold Diggers of 1935, Go Into Your Dance, Gold Diggers of 1937, <laughs> and The Singing Marine. Okay. Wow. Uh, amazing. Lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. <laughs> and then La Caja Fall, uh, a musical with music written by Jerry Herman, lyrics by Jerry Herman, and a book by Harvey Firestein. Yeah. Basis is La Caja Falls by Jean Poyat, based on the 1973 French play. The main based on things. I know. As I'm listening to, I all know of there's not many. Mus- there's not many things that are very original. It's kind of crazy. Well, 13 um, the musical. Next to normal. <laughs> Next to normal, for sure. The show, the show so, tells the story of a gay couple, George's the manager of a nightclub featuring Drag Entertainment and Albin, his romantic partner and star attraction. Farcical adventures ensue when household Farcical. dynamics intersect with an ultra-conservative politician. Whoa. Wow. Whoa. Wow. And Farcical Adventures in Sue, which is a great drinking game, apparently, <laughs> um, is the are the actual words on the Wikipedia page. So no! Yeah, yeah. That's, That's not something amazing. I made up. Yeah. I thought it was. Farcical music... Far, wait, what is it? Farcical Adventures in Sue is the name of my autobiography. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Okay, um, well, who wins in this 40 I think Lakage wins. Versus okay. Yeah, yeah. I think we got to send the for the big numbers. I will say yeah. 42nd Street just reminds me so much of Kiss Me Kate, which is not the same at all. No. Um, but 42nd Street has some has some fun numbers, but lots of um, tapping. Yes. Which, I will which say, we do love. We do love it. But, but again, when we again, talked about the it, the creativity of Lakaja Falls and just yeah. the novelty of yeah. like featuring like a 
you know, a main character who the plot point about them is about their sexuality. Like that was yeah. new at yeah. the time. Of course, we talked about it in our Tony's Rewind, which you guys can go back and listen to. Super crazy um, Tony's uh, yeah. award. Kind of crazy. All right. Our next two. I think we can we can say the plot of these two. Do we need to say the plot of these two? I don't know. Okay. Of course. I, like, I just feel uh, like we don't need to. 1986. Everyone knows French Revolution. Wizard of Oz. The okay. basis for Wicked, of course. We're off to see the wizard. The wonderful wizard of us. We all know. I played the Tin Man. Maybe we'll put some we pictures. you to yeah. Munchkin Land. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, how can we not put Lamey's here? I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm on your Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. And our final Lamey's one. versus Phantom last yeah. week, I was about to have you. Yeah. I know. I know. Okay. Yeah, our final two... Rachel, would you like to do the honors? Sure. Let me pull up the years of these. Okay, the final two are Little Shop of Horrors versus Cats. Yeah. Uh, the musical. Feed me. So, um, what was I, I guess gonna we'll go. I was going to say, um, feed me, Tom Hooper. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Not that. Get it? Yes, I get it. Ha, ha. Because <laughs> Tom okay. directed the movie. Can I know, okay. I get it. Okay. Uh, all right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I can't with you. Little Shop of Horrors um, is like a rock musical, music and lyrics uh, by Alan Menken. No, music by yes. Alan Menken, lyrics by Howard Ashman. Oh, right. Sorry, I got I got confused. A book by Howard Ashman. Originally, this is the off Broadway version of 1982 because. It eventually went to Broadway in 2003, and then it had a revival off Broadway. So we are not talking about that. We're talking about the 1982 version. Um, and how do I explain this besides some people live in a sketchy part of town, uh, and they find a plant. This one guy in particular finds a plant, and it it's a carnivorous plant that eats humans, essentially. I think that's it. I mean, there's so much more to the plot that that's what I'm giving you. Ah. I can't wait to give you the plot of Cats. Um, so music by Andrew I mean, Lloyd. It's about cats. Andrew Lloyd Webber. Um, lyrics by T.S. Eliot, Trevor Nunn, and Richard Stilgo. How do you say his name? Stilgo? Stilglio? That's yeah, right. That sounds good. Great. Um, and <laughs> it is based off of the poem by T.S. Eliot. Uh, old a poem. Book of a poem. Practical Cat. And essentially, it's a story about different types of um, cats and their relationships to each other and what their roles are in the universe. And then one of them gets to be picked to die, question mark, ascend to heaven, be picked from the litter and be a, um, I don't know, be friends with the universe gods of cats. I don't know what the person who goes to the heavy side layer gets to do but they get to do something crazy wow spoiler i've not seen cats so i did not know that it's such but, a spoiler <laughs> that sounds wild well um i hope it's skimble shanks who goes up to heaven oh um, it's not skimble shanks but he's my favorite the railway cat <laughs> guys i just um, want you to know how novel this show is that it literally explores different types of cats jobs and right. it puts it to music then they right. sing it, and then they dance, and then they have relationships with each other. It's just honestly like incredible. I think the new title should be called "Bad Cats." 
<laughs> I would do anything to have bad Cinderella be off Broadway if Cats would come back as a third revival whoa, to Broadway. Whoa, whoa. It needs to continue to be one of the longest running shows. I'm just saying, I've said this before, but we have cats. Where is dogs? That's all I'm saying. And then cats and dogs can be running on Broadway at the same time. And how amazing would that be? Then we would truly know who the cat and dog people are. <laughs> um, uh, I just gotta say, for me, this is Little Shop. Oh, uh, it's so hard. I know. I, I know. For Rachel, it's really hard. Do it. <laughs> uh-huh. But is it harder yeah. than um than? Than Avenue Q and Little Women? No. That is an easy, easy bet. Come on. Uh, okay, listen. Here, I'm just saying my piece. I need to save my face here. Okay. I will go with Little Shop because I do I do be agreeing with you okay. that um, you. it is a quality musical and would probably win in a basketball tournament or in a right. fight with cats. Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely a carnivore. I think that plant, plant wins is out definitely eating cats. all those cats. Yeah, but I want to yeah. go on the record to ref- to say that cats strategically is such a insane idea for a musical. It is and yes, so right. well executed on the stage, and it's like just absolutely wild. But most you're saying say- that the 2019 movie musical masterpiece. By Tom Hooper is not a great execution. What? I didn't say those <laughs> words exactly. All I'm saying is that they were definitely taking drugs while they wrote this show. So I don't know. I don't know if you could be taking drugs while writing this show and it still be this good. Yeah. Like it's just so good. Like it's truly it's just so I weird. think people have written a lot of great stuff while on drugs. That's fair. Why aren't we writing this podcast yeah. while on drugs? Why is it, should, do you guys want us to do this show drugged? Who knows? Wow. I think that's okay. a great place to that's, end. That's, that's where we're gonna we end. finished this, guys. Thank you for being with us. These are fun episodes. They will next week won't be as quite as long. Maybe we'll just maybe that every episode's gonna be an hour twenty. <laughs> Just prepare it. Just prepare yeah. your minds. Prepare yeah. your schedule. Who knows? Maybe this will be a series we don't revisit, but uh, time will yeah. tell. I'm really, aren't we're really games, enjoying it. Aren't basketball games this long? Who knows? No, they're no. probably not. But that's okay. Well, thanks, you only Rachel. have to listen to one of these instead of sixteen. It's true. It's true. Aren't we more fun than a basketball game? Ooh, ooh. Um. Yeah. Obviously. Obviously. Well, thanks, Rachel. Thanks, Tay. I oh, really so enjoyed fun. this. So fun. So fun. All right, Rachel, let's talk about character of the week. Let's do it. I'm talking slow-mo today. This this is the segment where Taylor and I pick a theater character like we're what? That we're feeling like for this week. (laughs) Good. So that's how I've been feeling. Yeah. How have you been feeling? Yeah. So we think how have we been feeling? What have we been up to? Can we speak? Yada yada. Uh, so. And then we think about what theater characters might be the same. And Taylor's holding up scissors, and that's oh yes, I am. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> this looks like this is my Sweeney Todd moment. They're my Taylor. Wife. Who I, are you? I have this to be week? fidgeting with something because I'm ADD. So I'm sorry. So yeah, that's that's how we we think. Yeah. Who are we this week, and what have we? Been that's up right. To this segment that's really okay. should just be called "How You Feeling." <laughs> <laughs> how you feeling? Character edition. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we would love to hear your thoughts, of course, on round two of musical March Madness. What did you think about Avenue Q versus Little Women? Yeah. And also your characters of the week. Comment on our social media pages. Follow along. We also should say, maybe we should put oh. this at the top of the episode as well. We do have our brackets on our website. Yes. yes. Under MMM. It's a button right on our uh, homepage. You guys can't miss it. I put it very noticeable. So if you want to download your own bracket, print it out and play along with us, please do show, do so. Um, so Rachel, who is your character this week? This week, I'm feeling a little bit all over the place. I'm feeling like I'm playing multiple parts. Uh, Ooh, in a like show. everything everywhere all at once. Maybe. Uh, and I also feel like I don't really know what's going on. I have to ask a lot of questions. I'm a little mm-hmm. concerned for some people. Yeah. Yep. And one of the roles I might be playing is motherly. And that reminds me of a character who was played in the original Broadway production by Alice Ripley, but was originally played by Jillian Kirkpatrick, which is crazy. Wow. And this is Patrick's mother, Mrs. Wolf and Savenya from... American Psycho. Whoa, love She's it. She's got lots of roles. Yeah, she does. And some good songs. Love it. So, that's me. I love that. American Psycho. My you know, just wanted to be in a, in a musical that has a song named Killing Spree. Yeah. Who doesn't? Absolutely. <laughs> Taylor, who yeah. are you this week? What have who you Who am doing? I? 24601. Um... So this week, you know, for those that don't know, I do work with children on a daily basis. Yes. And that is my job. And this week, I'm kind of cheating because I'm two characters this week. Oh. Two oh. opposite coins. I sometimes oh. have been feeling like the mean old principal, Miss Trenchbull, oh. working with those children. I don't actually, like, throw children across the schoolyard, though. Or so put just, them in a chokey. Just want to put that. Yeah, no chokies here. But sometimes, you know, you got to lay down the law with mm. the chillins and be give out, give out your dad voice. Not, and your finger yeah, wag. That's right, the finger wag. And then on the other side, I've also been feeling like Miss Honey sometimes Aww. during this week, hanging out with the chillins mm, and loving them the and loving on them. So, you know, I'm two sides of a coin. I'm two faces with one side, so darker headmaster <laughs> who hates children. And then the other one is a loving school teacher who loves children. Amazing. Yes. I love that. Good for you, Tay. <laughs> you. Glad I got, personally, yeah. I'm glad I got the Miss Honey side of this. Yeah, we all have darkness inside of us, even Miss Honey. Even Miss Honey, yeah. You're Ooh, right. let's explore that. <laughs> all right. Well, if you guys would like to join in on our discussion on March Musical Madness or your characters of the week, check us out at theaternerdpod.com. Or you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. But Instagram and Twitter specifically at the Theater Nerd Pod at, at the Theater Nerd, at, at, at Theater Nerd Pod and on Facebook at Theater Nerd Podcast. That's all. <laughs> We've devolved into madness. I know. Thank you for joining us this week. And we'll, what? No. Thank you. No. The week is at the other end. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Mm, dribble, dribble, dribble. Mm, mm. I can't wait for you to have to cut that. I'm so sorry. Yeah.